You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to The Hump Show on After Hours. Hump show is supposed to be a little grueling. It's supposed to be a little uncomfortable. It's supposed to be the last big step for the week until you go down the other side and it becomes a whole lot easier. So as always, our attempt for you on Hump Show is to give you a shove right over the hump. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hulk Show on After Hours. I didn't leave myself enough time there at the top of the hour to finish uh, what I wanted to say about this Alabama basketball situation. So uh, I do have a little more from Nate Oates, but I suspect we're going to hear more. Uh, Bond was denied for the two players who uh, are involved. And Darius Miles admitted that he supplied the gun to Michael Davis, who then fired it and hit this woman who was sitting in a car uh, parked next to a curb there uh, on the strip going back to January 15th. And so you've got those two guys for whom authorities are seeking capital murder charges or or capital murder uh, convictions. This was a bond hearing, so they're not yet at trial. Um, And apparently there have been some conflicting results of the investigation there in Tuscaloosa. So they're still going through everything, their evidence, they're not yet at trial. But the way that Nate Oates responded when asked about his star freshman, Brandon Miller, definitely raised eyebrows and rankled a lot of people. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're now dead center of the work week. Uh, We've got two hours behind us on the Hump Show, two hours to go. Usually this is the hour in which we allow you to ask Amy anything. And since there's no producer, Jay, and Carlos has no access to our social media, well, it's just going to be me. (laughs) So what we'll do is we'll go through Twitter and Facebook, and we will just allow you to send more questions for the next half hour and I'll just read them kind of in the moment and respond to them if I can get to them quickly and they don't require a lot of setup or sometimes if I understand what you're asking me I don't always understand I <laughs> I know from looking back sometimes after the fact after Jay has already asked the questions that he amends 
your questions because he doesn't always exactly know what you're you're asking or what you're talking about. So he'll take liberty and amend those questions. Um, and so you can keep them coming again on Twitter, A Law Radio, and also on our Facebook page. After Hours with Amy Lawrence, I see that a bunch of you have subscribed to our YouTube channel in the last couple hours, which is awesome. I am putting out this plea so that producer Jay can have a great birthday when he returns on Monday, but also so he has to eat broccoli at some point very soon because 4,000 subscribers to YouTube, he has agreed to eat what I am now terming a gigantic bowl of broccoli. Our phone number 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, also on the show, AJ Brown essentially gives an ultimatum to the Eagles. Just wait. And Calvin Johnson on the show with Jim Rome on Tuesday talking about a relationship with the Lions that is improving which I like to hear, and I, I would think that anybody who's a fan of the Lions, anybody who's associated with the organization recognizes that it's better for them to be on good terms with Calvin Johnson, for them uh, to have a relationship where he's not only welcome in the building, but where he wants to be in the building. Um, and, and then a little bit about uh, the, the start of the live tour through the eyes and the perspective of Greg Norman as they go into season number two. Oh, and the NBA head coach who was fired on Tuesday. My goodness. Am I going to get to everything? It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So I just want to finish up with this Alabama situation, um, a team that has a lot to lose, I guess, is, is where people are coming from when they are questioning why is star freshman Brandon Miller a potential top five NBA draft pick who leads – the tide in scoring, nearly 19 points, also eight rebounds per game. Again, for a, a team that has major championship aspirations as number two in the country, why is he still playing when he's the one who showed up to the strip in Tuscaloosa on January 15th with the loaded gun at the request of Darius Miles? Does it mean he knew the intent of Miles or the intent of Michael Lynn Davis? Does it mean that Miles even knew what was going to happen? No, I, I don't know any of those things. But the gun got there because Brandon Miller brought it. The gun was loaded when he brought it to the strip. So I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be one on the radio or Twitter, but I am a little surprised that at this point, according to authorities, Miller is in no way part of the investigation. Now that's coming from the authorities. That, that's not coming from Nate Oates. Oates says that his guys have been fully cooperating with law enforcement this whole time. He terms the situation sad, which uh, obviously, and I, I think he's clearly uncomfortable with talking about it, as most college basketball coaches would be. When he was asked about this revelation in the hearing on Tuesday that Miller is the one who showed up to the strip with the gun. Now, they're still saying allegedly, though it's, I mean, that. Miles has already indicated that it was his gun. He texted Brandon Miller to bring it there. So these are all part of the the 
the law enforcement's investigation and the documents that are out there and, and part of this testimony that's now been in open court. So we heard Nate Oates say, wrong spot, wrong time. A phrase that he later or he later labels unfortunate remarks, right? Because he got blown up on social media for that. He wasn't just wrong place, wrong time. If nothing else, he put himself in that spot. I'm not saying he was involved. I'm not saying that he knew what was going to happen with the gun. He's a freshman. His teammates said, hey, I need this. So he brought it to him. Uh, he's not a savant, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean he knew what was going to happen. Still, though, you bring a loaded gun to a street corner late on a Saturday night, it just, I think you would ask questions, maybe. But maybe that's not the kind of relationship that they had. And so he's, he's at this point, not under investigation according to authorities, but he wasn't wrong place, wrong time. He put himself in that situation. So then when Nate Oates was asked about Miller and how long he they knew or did they have the information about Brandon Miller, the star freshman, um, his, his answer was pretty clear. We've known the situation since it's been. We've been fully cooperating with law enforcement the entire time. I mean, it's the whole situation's sad. I mean, you just think of it. We team close practice with a prayer for the situation today again knowing that we had this trial today he later released a statement to indicate that his comments came across poorly and that they'd been told by law enforcement that there were other student athletes there at the strip which makes sense on a Saturday night they were other student athletes in the vicinity, but that the police, the authorities have told him there are no other athletes who are suspects, just witnesses. And so he talks about the cooperation, but admits that it sounds as though he's downplaying the fact that Miller showed up with the gun. Okay, so that's... I think it's a fair criticism or at least a fair question. Maybe criticism is the wrong word. It's a fair question about Brandon Miller and why he's playing if he was the one who showed up with the gun. At this point, he's not charged with anything. But you can understand why people are asking. And I've even heard some people calling for him to be kicked off the team as well because he was there he was there, number one. Number, te- number two, he brought his teammate the handgun that was used to kill a woman. I don't know if we'll hear more from law enforcement. This kind of came out in a hearing, a bond hearing. It wasn't a press conference or anything like that. Maybe we don't have all the information. But what we know is that a 23-year-old woman died and that gun was used. That gun was fired and a stray bullet hit her as she was a passenger seat in the passenger seat of a car. So yeah, that that's something that we know for sure. The investigation will continue and we'll see if anything else comes out of it. Defense lawyers are trying to indicate that Davis fired 
for protection, that the, he had the gun for protection, and that's why Miles gave it to him. For Nate Oates, though, you can imagine what he really wants to do is get back to basketball and have this whole thing go away, but it's it doesn't work that way. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Between that situation and different, but a gun-related crime, a gun-related tragedy on the campus of Michigan State, a lot of emotion in college basketball that really doesn't have a lot to do with what was happening on the court. I admire Tom Izzo so much, and we'll hear from him again next hour. What a great leader he is. As uncomfortable as this must be for him, too, something that there isn't a whole lot of training for. For him, it's compassion. It's caring. It's not just being a coach. It's being a member of the Michigan State community. It's being a father figure in many cases. It's being a teacher of young men, but also someone who has always been authentic and sincere. And in this case is being asked as the face and the voice of Michigan State that's often the profile that we attach to sports being asked to kind of lead the way forward and he's holding out his arms so to speak and is giving not only the campus a hug but asking that they would hug one another and that they would know they're not alone so that was an emotional scene in East Lansing on Tuesday and you'll hear from him coming up probably next hour as we kind of reset for those people who are joining us for the final hour of the show. It was in Atlanta that we saw the Hawks fire their coach, Nate McMillan. (laughs) This situation is crazy to me, too, because the Hawks have shown such promise in stretches. They've shown such possibility, potential, infinite, right? We saw them in the playoffs a couple years ago, the way that they were able to surge to was the Eastern Conference final. Eastern Conference, or did they lose in the semifinals? They took out the Knicks. Yeah, they lost in the next round after beating the Knicks. So what we saw, though, was the emergence of Trey Young and the possibilities of that team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But it hasn't, they haven't been able to capitalize on that. They haven't been able to build on it since then. Nate McMillan actually was thought or expected to not be back with the team this year. So going back to the offseason, there are a lot of reports or rumors and speculation out there that he and the Hawks were going to part ways before this season even tipped off. But now it's come down to, okay, they're still in the playoff picture, though at this point they'd be in that play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. But they've got a new general manager, and now they want to go ahead and get a jump start on their coaching search for their next head man. And Quinn Snyder is a name that's being tossed about a ton. You'll hear it. That's, that's the leading candidate, according to multiple sources. So, yeah, you've got not only a change in the administration with the president of basketball operations. He stepped down in December, so right before Christmas. So this guy took over and now obviously wants to be able to have his own guy 
as the coach. And this, we see this sometimes with head coach and general manager in the NFL. We'll see it with GM and head coach and then a quarterback who was already there. When you're talking about the impactful positions, sometimes in pro sports, they want their own guys. They want their own people. And so maybe Nate McMillan could see the writing on the wall. But now that the new administration is settled in, they're going to start their coaching search early. But Snyder has a history going back to Mike Budenholzer in Atlanta. And they do have a couple of other candidates, but he certainly has a long history of both the NBA and college basketball, a winning history. It's just, it's, it's been a mess for the Hawks the last couple of years. McMillan actually took over as an interim coach himself and then got them. I think it was the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you sure? You told you said yesterday not to doubt yourself. I'm doubting myself. Now nah, I got to go double check. Well, well, no, I but I originally said Eastern Conference Finals, and then I thought I want to make I want to well, confirm that. Ah. Well, why? Yes, I wanted to confirm it, but I feel like they got there in 21. I thought they lost to the Bucks All right. in the series right after that. Okay, so I'm so, gonna double check this. Wait, so the Bucks though the Bucks beat the Nets in that semifinals. Remember, uh, 21, the Bucks beat the Nets. Okay, so you check it out just to just to see. Because I feel like when Nate took over, Trey Young had that incredible postseason. The Hawks were they were scoring like nobody's business, and that he and they ended up getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we both get partial credit. Well, you get most of the credit. What? They were in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's where they lost to the Bucs. So it wasn't the second round. It was the Conference Finals where the Hawks lost. Okay. So, all right. Just wanted to clarify that. So they did have that run, but they haven't been able to capitalize or build on it. But what do I say to you in pro sports? Really in any sport, at any level. Constant change equals constant losing. I guess not in Little League because you have a different coach every year a lot of times. Constant change equals constant losing. And we see it in the NFL a ton. Now we're seeing it with the Hawks in the situation where they fired this coach. Then they bring in an interim. Then he gets the job for a bit. Then now they've got a new administration. So what they want to do is find a new head coach. It's just, it's instability. It's inconsistent. It's hard for you to establish any type of a winning culture or a foundation. And, and so here comes the new coach who's going to rip it all out and start over again. But what does this mean for Trey Young? I think a lot of people are asking. Could, with a team that's below 500, could they end up making some other changes? But this obviously will have a lot to do with who the new head coach is and whether or not they feel like they should spend the money on Trey Young and what other pieces they have around him or will they start Straight rebuilding. Now, see, I never would have said that about, say, the Utah Jazz. When Danny Age, now Danny Age is, this is his MO. He rips it out from the roots and starts fresh. And he loves to do it with draft picks. But I would have thought, and I did think, I said this on the air, if you're Danny Ainge, why wouldn't you start around Donovan? Why wouldn't you start around Donovan? Because to me, the, he, he seems like not only is he an incredible scorer, not only is he a world-class basketball player, but Donovan Mitchell, now come to find out, he wasn't real happy there in Utah, but he was under contract, and you were going to have to have a building block anyway, and yet they get rid of him too. Um, so who knows what happens with this new administration in the Hawks. 
do they decide to start fresh or do they build around a Trey Young and invest money in him? It's just clear that the up and down, the up and down, the change, it's it's been counterproductive when it comes to them trying to build. And so this is a little bit like a game of Jenga. They're pulling pieces out and they're disrupting the foundation, certainly disrupting the stability of the organization. Oi. All right. So you can find me on Twitter. You've got about 20 minutes to go before I'm just going to start running through the questions and (laughs) answering them as best I can. But I'm going to keep it moving. So on Twitter or on Facebook, don't ask me why Aaron Rodgers is trending on Twitter. I don't know unless he's emerged from the darkness. I suppose someone will let me know if he has. Weird. Would you emerge from the darkness in the dark? <laughs> unless unless he's on the other side of the globe, in which case it's not dark. Do we know where he went into his darkness retreat? Probably best that he did not share that information because I feel like there are some people out there who are just maniacal enough to turn it into a scavenger hunt. All right. 855-212-4227 on Twitter, on Facebook. We're glad to have you with us. It's our hump show uh, after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Jackson will keep it on the read option. Jukes a man, stumbles at the one, dives in for the touchdown. Lamar Jackson. Extends the Ravens' lead with the first rushing touchdown and the first touchdown of the game. Helping you get to the back end of the work week. Welcome to the Hump Show on After Hours. Lamar Jackson, we've missed him uh, finishing the season strong, really. He's been injured the last couple of years to wrap up. And as he goes, generally, so go the Ravens since he took over as the starting quarterback. That's Jerry Sandusky. On Ravens Radio, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. And coming up, 
uh, in 15 minutes now. Your chance to hear your questions asked and answered here on The Hump Show. So a little atypical. I'm just going to run through a stream of consciousness. I don't know why people are asking me about retirement. I've seen multiple questions about retirement. So first of all, my mom is 76 and a half and still teaching math full time. In fact, she will be teaching again next year because she's already decided that she's not going to retire. If, if my mother is any indication, I have decades to go yet, okay? So <laughs> I don't know why you're all asking me about retirement. As long as these vocal cords hold out and as long as I remain entertaining somewhat, I mean, you can laugh at me. That's totally fine. Um, I will always have something to say. And so I, I can't imagine I'm going to retire. I guess they could force me out. My cold, dead body, they could they could like drag me out of the studio if I refuse to leave. No, it won't be like that. I will never stay with a particular outlet if I'm not wanted, obviously. Um, but there's always a way now that you can do a radio show, that you can be out there and, and that you can share your thoughts and opinions with people. There's many other outlets besides CBS Sports Radio Network, though right now this is where... I am secure and stable. So, yeah, I don't know why you're asking me about the R word. I have no idea. I don't think about retirement. What? <laughs> I just picked up a new job on the side. Well, I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm sorry. I can't really answer those questions. Uh, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence. All right. So, reason we play the Lamar Jackson highlight is for this reason, because more and more there are rumblings now that this may not be a marriage that lasts a whole lot longer. So we were talking earlier about the Aaron Rodgers situation, the reports coming from inside Green Bay. Again, take the reports with a grain of salt. But coming inside Green Bay, that they're over the shtick for Aaron Rodgers. They're ready to move on. They would not be bringing in another quarterback, by the way, at least not one to start. So they're not going to go get Derek Carr in exchange for Aaron Rodgers. They would move to Jordan Love. He's still on his rookie deal. They need to figure out what they've got in him before they decide whether or not to pay him the going rate of 40 plus million dollars per year for a quarterback. So they would be going to Aaron Love. Aaron Love. <laughs> it's a direct insult. Aaron Rodgers is going to take that personally. They would be, they hope he's there in love. Uh, they would be turning their attention and their efforts to Jordan Love, who they've been grooming, uh, grooming for three years. Okay, so we've got the Aaron Rodgers domino. We've got the Derek Carr domino. There are a lot of people who are looking at Lamar Jackson as a potential domino. Now, here's what we know the Ravens made a change at their offensive coordinator. Remember, Greg Roman agreed to step down. He was instrumental in Lamar becoming the starting QB and them tailoring the offense around Lamar Jackson. But he has left. He's gone. And Tuesday was the day that teams could begin to designate their franchise players, franchise tags, their transition tags, one of those guys that you hear over and over who may be, I don't want to say forced to play because you can't force an athlete. He can sit out. But you could avoid having to give him the long-term deal or avoid having to work that out because it seems like right now they have not come to any type of agreement. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, Lamar Jackson has put out a couple of cryptic messages on social media, and it doesn't seem as though... He's thrilled with the way that the team is negotiating. All right, so 
the tweet that was out there, maybe it was Instagram, but it was about you can love, 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 love. I'm paraphrasing. You can love, you can give everything you've got, but it's not enough. So very cryptic, right, where he's, he's starting to put out posts that maybe aren't scrubbing the Ravens from his social media, though that was done before. So not, not quite as drastic, but just these posts that would cause you to speculate. Now, he's still wearing a Ravens helmet in his, his Twitter avatar, but any reference to the Ravens has been taken off of his Twitter profile page, a la Kyler Murray. So enter a brand new offensive coordinator, even as the Lamar Jackson probably will receive the franchise tag. Uh, and even as they seem to be at a stalemate again, and the reports are now Lamar's his own agent. He, he does his own business. A lot of people inside the league are saying he desperately needs an agent. So it becomes less emotional for him. And I will say this, when I first got the job here at CBS sports radio, uh, they offered me a part-time job initially. I could not move to the New York City area for a part-time gig. I had an agent who negotiated with them and went back and forth for weeks, and they finally created a full-time position for me. Then when it came time for them to give me the raise that they had promised, it was my agent who was doing the, the negotiating, which was great because I'm very emotional, and I'm not real good at keeping my emotions out of business because to me, my business is emotional. It's my heart and my soul. And so Lamar is negotiating on his own behalf. And that can be tough because your heart and your soul are in your football. And it's hard to separate your heart and your head when it comes to knowing what you're worth or knowing what is an acceptable compromise, right? Because neither side is going to get exactly what they want. They shouldn't. That's not how negotiations work. We're not talking about one side holding the other side hostage or holding them over a barrel. We're talking about finding a common ground that they both can live with. But the reports out there are that Lamar wants guaranteed money, like what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns. And the Ravens, their owner, Steve Bashotti, he was one of the most vocal about decrying that contract that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. And so they seem to be at a stalemate. Lamar's cryptic on social media. And no deal has been done. So all that to say, we're, we're likely, many people expect that Lamar will get slapped with the franchise tag, which means they would have more time to negotiate, but also that he would have to play. If, if he's going to play anywhere next year, he would have to play. Now, if they come to a point where that's it, he says, I'm out, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, then the Ravens would have to find a trade partner. But there are teams out there that would be interested in Lamar. So these are the various dominoes. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Lamar, Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you're you're kind of moving maybe farther down the list to a Ryan Tannehill. Although I don't really know what the Titans are going to do. Baker Mayfield. Is Sam Darnold going to get a new deal somewhere else? Right? So these are kind of the, you, you can see through the tiers here. But likely... Lamar would be available if he and the team cannot come to any type of an agreement. Remember, this is what happened with Dak Prescott until the team finally caved because they realized they had to give him what he wanted or they were going to lose him after the, the franchise tag. So they've got a brand new offensive coordinator. And he was asked about the identity of the Ravens offense from this point forward or what he wants for it. I'm a byproduct being around really good coaches and really good players that you learn a lot from. And I've learned a lot from both. And 
the system starts with having really good players. Okay, that's that's a start. You got really good players that at least gives you a chance. And then trying to figure out, you obviously you have to have an identity. I mean, you cannot control the game if you can't run the football. You can't. You absolutely the physicality of your team, and then everything comes from there. Now there's varying ways of doing that. Physicality doesn't have to mean that you are in 13 personnel or you have a fullback in the game. That that that's a part of it. That's for sure. But it also is physicality. Um, whether you're in one back or two back, um, and the ability to be able to push the ball down the field. Because no matter what level you're at, the way you win is don't turn it over, be explosive, uh, score touchdowns in the red zone, be good on third downs, don't have lost yards plays, and if you have a quarterback that can make off-schedule plays. That's where it starts, whether you're in two back, three back, no back, those are all the same parameters when you <laughs> no go from back. an analytics standpoint. So in my mind, how do we get really elite at those categories that really matter. So you hear from Todd Munkin that they want to run the football. They do. Um, but passing has been the the woeful area of their offense that just hasn't been, hasn't offered them balance. It hasn't been any good. And obviously without Lamar, it's worse. So when they don't have Lamar, they use Tyler Huntley, who was a pro bowler or a pro bowl gamer. Um, and their their passing statistics put them in the bottom four in the NFL this year. But you go back three years ago, three seasons ago, and they were dead last in the NFL in passing. Now, at the time, John Harbaugh told us it was because they wanted it to be that way. They designed their offense to run the ball, and that's what Todd Munkin is saying is that they want to run the ball. And I agree, you're seeing more and more teams play that ball control, run the ball, stop the run, run the ball, stop the run. And we see that as very successful. I mean, that's a lot of what the Eagles did, but they could pass the football. They had the other option. They could pass the football. They could do both with Jalen Hurts, and they did both really well because defenses were so often off balance. Now, Monken did speak specifically about Lamar and the, this possibility that he could sit out OTAs and training camp if he gets slapped with the franchise tag and is protesting. Um, and so we don't know when Monken will have a chance to talk to Lamar straight up and face-to-face, but he did talk about Lamar's elite skill set, of course, and thinks that Lamar is underrated as a passer. Um, but at this point, there's not a whole lot to say because we really don't have any information about what happens in this offseason. But the franchise tag would at least give the Ravens more time to negotiate with Lamar and try to come up with that compromise with a common ground. All right, straight ahead, I'm just going to go off the cuff and answer your questions that you're sending me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and on our Facebook page. It's an atypical Ask Amy Anything, but we're going to do this thing. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Okay, this is going to be different, but I'm going to do my absolute best. I am not producer Jay or any of the other producers who have navigated Ask Amy Anything in the past, and this will be a little more off the cuff, but I'm going to do my absolute best to answer your questions and keep it moving, and we'll cram it as much as we can uh, between now and the top of the hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, and yes, you can always find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or you can find our show account, After Hours CBS, and then Facebook, too. So I'm going to start with Twitter 
and then get to our Facebook questions again, as many as I can. And usually I try to go outside the box so it's it's not the same stuff all the time and, and generally not sports questions. So Scott says uh, for, I don't know what the AAA means, for AAA, for tri- I saw oh, the same thing too. I'm I don't like, get is it. Or something? I don't know yeah, I have no idea. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know why the AAA. But Scott wants to know what have you admired most about your mom as a career educator? Uh, my mom is a teacher. She was my math teacher in high school. She's still teaching math full time. She does calculus for fun. That's the background. She is in her mid seventies actually, and she continues to teach. And here's what I admire about her. It's a little bit like Andy Reid. Uh, with the way that he communicates with his athletes who are, what, 40 years plus younger than him in some cases, my mom somehow has the ability to communicate with teenagers in her mid-70s. Not only does she laugh with them, she puts them in her in their place. They They adore her and they respect her. And my mom doesn't take their crap, which is part of it, I think. I mean, she, she'll she push back. She's pretty sarcastic when it comes to them, which maybe I come by it honestly. Anyway, they love her and doesn't matter the age. I don't even think they even know how old she is. They probably have no clue, but she's able to get through to them and to keep attention of a bunch of teenagers in a classroom where, you know, a lot of kids don't always love math. So I'm really proud of her. And, and I admire so much that she still commands the room as a teacher. It's pretty amazing. I can still hear get the flashbacks, though, with the voice when I go to school with her and I hear her. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the same voice I heard when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, Cosmo wants to know if I would give up the exact recipe of my famous chocolate chip cookies. Um, it's, I can't really do it right this second. I'm, I'm willing to share. Actually, I get recipes off the internet. I get recipes off, uh, you know, out of books. My family loves to give me recipe books. And this particular book I have is, I think it's a Hershey's chocolate recipe book. So it, it, yeah, it really is a lot of different desserts. Uh, so that, but, oh no, no, it's Nestle. I'm sorry. Nestle, uh, chocolate book and with a ton of recipes. He wants to know, what's the record number of you eating cookies while on the air? Now, I don't eat cookies on the air. You would ask Jay that question, the record number. I think he's had four cookies during his show before when I brought them in. And since his birthday is next Monday, I have to bake for him because that's the thing. He he loves the baked goods. So I got to come up with something new for next week. Oh, uh, let's see. Another tweet, A-Law Radio, did you have a favorite jersey number you always tried to get when you played sports? Well, I started out with number 11 when I was in high school. I got to college and 11 was taken, so I had to pivot, and I used 33, uh, which was my the favorite number of Larry Bird. And then, I don't know, actually, I take that back. I went 11 to 23 because 33 was taken. Finally, my senior year, I was able to have 33. So, yeah, I I changed numbers all the way through. But 33 is my favorite number. Yvonne wants to know, my favorite singer, one female, one male. Ooh, heavens. Well, I would say my favorite female singer of all time is probably Whitney Houston. I loved her, adored her. But she's not the only one. Amy Grant, been a longtime fan of Amy Grant's. I love Carrie Underwood. I love Shania Twain. Martina McBride, big country fan for sure. I also think Christina Aguilera has an incredible voice or, or did at least at the beginning when she first came out. Um, and then one male. Well, Tim McGraw is my favorite male singer all time. I've seen him in concert probably 15 times. So good stuff. Uh, let's see. Curtis wants a favorite memory from Syracuse or a favorite Syracuse restaurant. Well, my favorite memory would be surviving my comp exams. Also, it snowed on my graduation in May, so that was kind of funny. And 
another, let's see, favorite moment. Well, the year that I was there, um, the Syracuse men's basketball team made a surprise appearance in the Final Four. It was freaking incredible. So for three weeks, all we did was watch basketball. And I had season tickets to the Carrier Dome that year, so we would go. It was just a super cool experience the one year I was on campus to be able to attend uh, all those basketball games and to see them go to the Final Four. Uh, let's see. Favorite Syracuse restaurant, Varsity. Varsity Pizza. Boom. Uh, Will wants to know, what is your... Oh, actually, Dinosaur Barbecue would be right there with Varsity Pizza. Uh, what's your favorite ballpark food? That's Will. Sausage and peppers, Will. And chicken fingers. Oh, and ice cream in a helmet. <laughs> okay. But when I'm at City Field for the Mets, it's Shake Shack, which is not really exclusive to the Mets, but I love Shake Shack. Uh, one more on Twitter. Steve, what influenced you to choose radio as a career? Uh, well, I grew up listening to Celtics games on radio because we didn't have cable TV out in the boonies when I was growing up. And I fell in love with the idea that an announcer could describe the action in such a way and with such passion and, and information that the listeners did not feel as though they were missing anything simply because they couldn't see it with their own eyes. And so I became a radio junkie and decided that was what I wanted to do with my life. So it's since age 16. What I've wanted to do with my life is talk about sports for a living. So here I am. You're stuck with me. All right. Moving to Facebook for Ask Amy Anything here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's see. Eric and John both asked me where I want to live when I retire. I don't understand that. I'm, I'm not going to be offended by it. But why in the world would I be thinking about retirement right now? Here's what I'll say about retirement. I'm going to have a horse. That, that's what's in my future in retirement is I'm going to have a horse and that's all I know. <laughs> I don't really know anything else. I recently had that conversation with someone though and he agreed and I was like, okay, I'm not the only one in the world who wants a horse when we retire. Uh, Dawn wants to know which of the baseball rules, the new rules, I think will have the biggest impact. It's not larger bases. I don't even know why they're doing that. It seems very odd. Um, I'm going to go with defensive shift. Restricting the shift, I think, is going to have a major impact on the game. Uh, let's see. Eric says, do you prefer to have a long weekend with Friday off or Monday off? Oh, man. I love working Sundays. I do. I love working Sunday nights. But it generally means I have to prep. From the time I get home from church, I'm pretty much in work mode. It was super cool to sit in my sweatpants on Sunday, watch TV, do some work on the computer, cook. It was nice to have a Sunday that didn't involve getting ready for work. So I'll actually say I think I would prefer my Monday off as a long weekend. Uh, let's see. Debbie wants to know if I follow women's college basketball. Uh, yes, yes, I do. In fact, I do play-by-play -play for women's college basketball, so I need to follow it. I don't have a favorite team, no. I mean, I enjoy supporting the teams I work with, but at this point, I'm a free agent. So uh, let's see. Dustin, favorite pizza toppings. Oh, I'm an everything. I'm a supreme pizza. Just throw it all on there. Uh, love veggies, though. If I can't have everything, I'm a big fan of mushrooms and peppers and onions. Uh, just give me the veggies for sure. Ever had broccoli on pizza? It's actually, it's no, it's really good. Uh, not pineapple. That's not a vegetable. Uh, let's see. Do I think Alex Ovechkin will surpass Wayne Gretzky's all-time scoring record of 894 goals? That's from Tom. Yes, I do think that. The reason I answer it is because he's actually said that that's what he wants to do, that that's his goal, and the Washington Capitals are supporting uh, the great eight in that. And one more from James. He wants to know my very first sports interview. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. <laughs> that was 20-something years ago. I don't remember. And I'm really glad there were no tapes that you have no idea what I sounded like when I first got into this business because... <laughs> No, awful, terrible, horror awful. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 